Hello, this is Jude from Newslawny.com, bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Thursday, the 22nd of April. India recorded its highest single-day rise in cases since the pandemic began, with more than 3,14,000 COVID-19 infections in the last 24 hours. The total COVID tally crossed 1 crore 59 lakh. More than 2,100 fatalities were recorded in the same period and the death toll now stands at over 1,84,000. The central government announced today that all adults aged 18 and above can begin registering for vaccination on the centralised digital portals from April 28th. The third phase of the country's vaccination drive is scheduled to begin on May 1st. The Ministry of Home Affairs today directed states and union territories to ensure the movement of oxygen without restrictions. The ministry's order said that no restrictions will be applied on oxygen manufacturers and suppliers to limit the oxygen supply to hospitals of the states where they are located. This came as multiple high courts and the Supreme Court heard petitions and took so more to cognizance of matters related to COVID management, shortages of beds, oxygen and essential drugs. Delhi Chief Minister Arvind Kejriwal said today that the capital was still grappling with a huge demand for oxygen supplies to treat COVID patients. For the second day in a row, Several top hospitals of the city said their oxygen supplies would only last a few hours. Maharashtra imposed fresh restrictions to contain the spread of the virus, including limiting office attendance to 15% and capping the number of guests allowed at weddings at 25. Over 300 passengers who landed at Assam Silchar Airport yesterday fled from a facility to escape mandatory testing for COVID-19. Karchar District Additional Deputy Commissioner said that action would be initiated against them. Here at News Laundry, our assistant editor Ashish Yachuri died due to COVID complications earlier this morning. Ashish, whose father was CPIM General Secretary Sitaram Yachuri, was 34 years old and had been admitted to Gurugram's Medanta Hospital. We grieve the loss of our friend, colleague and teammate. As News Laundry's Pratik Goyal wrote in memory of him, titled, How I Wish I Told You More Often, Must Banda Hai Tu Ashish. Read Pratik's tribute to Ashish on newslaundry.com. The Supreme Court today issued a notice to the centre seeking a national plan for the management of COVID-19. The court took suomo to cognizance of the alarming situation in connection with health emergencies connected to COVID, including the shortage of oxygen and drug supplies. It also took up issues related to vaccinations and the power of state governments to impose lockdown. A bench headed by Chief Justice S.A. Bobde said that at least six high courts were hearing pandemic-related cases, which was creating confusion and diversion of resources. Hence, it said it would examine whether some issues would be later transferred from the High Courts to the Apex Court. It also appointed Senior Advocate Harsh Salve as amicus curiae to assist the court. A day earlier, the Delhi High Court expressed dismay and shock over the central government not being mindful of the extremely urgent need of medical oxygen in the country to treat COVID-19 patients. The court had heard an emergency petition late at night filed by Max Hospitals seeking urgent help with respect to a shortage of oxygen it was facing at six of its hospitals. The court emphasised that the centre was so oblivious to ground reality that it had not taken steps to address the shortage. In a related development, Sarut Super Speciality Hospital in Delhi's Rohini area moved the High Court today, seeking urgent supply of oxygen. The hospital said that as of 10am this morning, it only had medical oxygen supply left for the next 60 minutes. Its oxygen cylinder support would likely run out by afternoon, its petition said. Delhi St. Stephen's Hospital faced an oxygen shortage crisis yesterday too. At around 3.30pm, its associate medical director, John Punosis, told my colleague Supriti David that they only had enough oxygen to last until 8 in the evening. 
Dr. John added that their oxygen supplies plant had been sealed by the Haryana government. Soon after, NDTV quoted two other hospitals claiming that the Haryana government had also blocked tankers bringing oxygen to them. Supriti spoke to authorities in the Haryana administration and the oxygen supplier to connect the dots. Supplies were restored later. But why are we running out of oxygen during the second wave of the pandemic? To know what happened, go to newslaundry.com and read Supriti's report titled Did Haryana Block Oxygen Supply to Delhi's Hospitals? While you're there, I also urge you to read Akansha Kumar and Martan Singh's report titled Vinay Srivastava's death shows UP's healthcare system has collapsed. Vinay was a 65-year-old journalist who spent his last moments tweeting for help because he could not be admitted to a hospital. Why? Because he couldn't obtain permission from the chief medical officer to do so. Something mandated by the Adityanath government for COVID treatment. At News Laundry, we are doing our best to hold power to account at a time when so many people are struggling and even losing their lives. We are able to do this because of our subscribers because we are not funded by the government or private corporations. So if you like our work, now is the time to join the movement to keep news free and independent. Go to newslaundry.com and hit that subscribe button on the top right corner today. Subscriptions start as low as 300 rupees a month. Pay to keep news free. Voting in the sixth phase of the assembly election took place in 43 constituencies in West Bengal today. A voter turnout of 70.42% was recorded till 3.40pm. Security had been increased in the state in view of the violence in previous phases of the elections. At least 1,071 companies of central forces were deployed to ensure free and fair voting, according to the Election Commission. Meanwhile, the Election Commission today denied the Trinamool Congress request to club the remaining phases of voting in view of the COVID situation, saying that it was not feasible since polls were planned well in advance. However, the Commission said it will ensure the coronavirus-related safety rules are followed during the voting. Despite the surge in COVID cases, Union Home Minister Amit Shah attended three poll meetings today. NDTV reported that West Bengal BJP chief Dilip Ghosh had four roadshows scheduled and BJP leader Suvindu Adhikari participated in three roadshows in Kolkata. The Delhi High Court today dismissed petitions filed by Facebook and WhatsApp against an order by the Competition Commission of India to investigate WhatsApp's new privacy policy. During the hearing, Justice Naveen Chavla said that the order for an inquiry cannot be quashed merely because the antitrust regulator did not wait for the verdict of related cases pending before the Supreme Court and High Court. WhatsApp claimed that the Competition Commission quote-unquote jumped the gun by starting Suomoto proceedings, adding that the investigation was a headline-grabbing endeavour. According to legal news portal Live Law, the judge said that he found no merits in the petitions filed by Facebook and WhatsApp. On March 24th, the Competition Commission of India had directed its investigation arm the Director-General, to complete the inquiry within 60 days. This came after the prima facie finding that WhatsApp has violated competition law provisions through its exploitative and exclusionary conduct in the view of the policy update. A United States panel has flagged Indian religious freedom violations recommending that the US government designates India as a quote-unquote country of particular concern for systematic, ongoing and egregious religious freedom violations. The United States Commission on International Religious Freedom suggested imposing targeted sanctions on individuals and entities responsible for violating religious freedom. This is the second such recommendation from the panel. In 2019, it had noted a sharp downward turn in religious freedom in India, flagging it as a country of particular concern in its 2020 report. India was listed as one of 14 countries of particular concern. The 2020 report also said that BJP-led central government promoted Hindutva nationalist policies 
It resulted in violations of religious freedom. The report had focused on the Contentious Citizenship Amendment Act, the laws against interfaith marriages in multiple states, and the misinformation against the Muslim community after the Tablighi Jamaat event. Now for some international updates. Globally, COVID-19 has infected more than 143.5 million, while the deaths have surged to more than 3.05 million, according to Johns Hopkins University. The global vaccine sharing initiative, COVAX, has so far delivered about one in five of the Oxford AstraZeneca doses it estimated would arrive in countries by May, according to a Guardian analysis. Large countries such as Indonesia and Brazil have so far received about one in 10 of the Oxford AstraZeneca doses they were expecting by May, while Bangladesh, Mexico, Myanmar and Pakistan are among those who have not yet received any doses of the vaccine through the program so far. Syria's government has received its first delivery of vaccines through the program with almost 200,000 doses of the AstraZeneca shot. Australia will reduce the number of its citizens able to return from India and other red zone countries to contain the risk of COVID-19 spreading, the government said on Thursday. The restrictions will result in a 30% reduction in direct flights from India to Sydney and chartered flights that land in Northern Territory. Prime Minister Scott Morrison told the media that he would announce details in the next 24 hours. Four people were killed and 12 injured in an explosion in the parking lot of a hotel in Quetta City in Pakistan's Balochistan province on Wednesday. The Tehreek-e-Taliban Pakistan has claimed responsibility for the explosion, according to Reuters. The bomb was placed in a car parked at the Serena Hotel part of a five-star chain popular with diplomats and detonated late Wednesday. Police said that the blast came from an improvised explosive device and security officials and hotel staff were among those killed. Wednesday's attack comes after extremist-linked violence has largely reduced in recent years. Pakistan's Prime Minister Imran Khan tweeted, and I quote, We will not allow this monster to re-emerge, unquote. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a good day or a good night, depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And subscribe to our YouTube channel.